Hello everyone, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome back to episode 18, chapter 2 of my Building from the Bottom podcast. This week we're going to look at some of the struggles that I have faced. This will include things from pricing strategy right the way through to my emotional health and also including things such as sales. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, so we are going to start off with talking about where I am at the moment. So I'm still in Madrid and the heat is continuing to rise. It's 27 degrees today and tomorrow it's meant to actually get even hotter. Hotter than 27 degrees. Now, from a guy that's from the UK, our summers usually consist of about if we're lucky, we get 20 degrees Celsius. And so being here in Spain, next week, well, tomorrow and Tuesday, we're going to be getting 30 degrees Celsius and 31 and 32 later on in the week. I'm surprised. And I'm surprised I'm not a tomato yet. I think I'm doing quite well at surviving this Spanish weather. Beautiful sun outside. One of the only problems about this sun is that it heats up my apartment. And as most of you will know from being in cold countries, if you're in a cold country or a cold part of your country, then you will know that whenever we seem to get hot weather, we always complain that our bedroom is too hot and so we can't go to sleep. And that's a similar struggle that I'm having at the moment. So this week, as I've previously mentioned, we're going to be talking about some of the struggles I've had along the way over the past few months and how I have actually managed to overcome them and some of the struggles I'm currently facing and how I plan to overcome them in the future. Of course, I will keep you posted as things change, but at the moment, this is where things stand. I have multiple notebooks, but today I'm going to be talking out of the one which I keep by my side. I kind of have two notepads which I keep by my side in my bag all the time. And these are the notepads where I write down my thoughts and some of the things that go on during business. And then I have a kind of journal that I also write in once in a while. And so this week I'm talking out of one of mine which was originally meant to be a university notepad, but in the back I started writing notes about business and then. Um, this is how far we've got. So I'm going to start on pricing because, because pricing has been an issue for me being in an area of business where it's quite difficult to price. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that you need to take into account. And this area is like the social media marketing industry because you have to factor in when you're thinking about price, you need to factor in thing things such as um how many channels how many different social media platforms they're going to want to be posting on you also have to think about how many times a week they want to post and how they might even want to post multiple times a day and whether you will be creating the content or not because sometimes people will take the photos and then you just have to upload them and write the caption for Instagram. Other times they expect you to take the photos and that sort of thing. And there's a lot of flexibility to 
pricing this. And so I found it very, very difficult to work out cost because especially when you're beginning in business, it can be quite difficult to do. So I'm now going to walk you guys through what I did in order to get my pricing strategy right this week. So I did all of my work in regards to pricing. I did it all on Excel, Microsoft Excel. And it took me a while to really figure out how to start pricing because at the moment, being a student, I get student loan from the government. So I don't actually have to pay for my accommodation. And so that kind of means that I don't have like a figure to go by in a sense because I don't actually have to take any money out of the business. So in a way, I'm in a really, really good position because I don't have to pay anything. But then on the flip side, it makes it quite difficult in regards to pricing because I didn't know what figures to go off. And so everyone was telling me, just look at what your costings are and then put your markup on top. And I was like, but how do I know what markup to put? And doesn't that mean if I hire someone, then I'll have to massively increase the price. And I don't want to do that to my clients because it's bad for them. And so I ended up in my head a lot when talking about price. And I'll tell you where I am at the moment. It may change again in the future, but this is where I'm currently at. And it's week two of me being in business. Okay, so some of the things I had to factor in in regards to costing was some of the softwares I'm going to be using. So in my notepad, I broke down my free services and I broke down what softwares will I be using, even if these softwares are free at the moment. So I'll tell you, I'm literally going to read this out my notepad, what I provide, what softwares I think I'll be using, and then where I got to. So my first service is ideas generation. And this is a quick phone call probably an hour to an hour and a half talking to someone on zoom or in person or whatever works, maybe Skype as well, but zoom's probably better because they can actually record it and just sitting there and chatting about what their company or what they do, what their goals are of a podcast and what type of things they wanted to include and and get involved. And then together we come, we come and collaborate with ideas and we come up with an idea of what they can talk about on their podcast. So this is one of the things I'm most excited about because it's really, really creative and it gets you thinking a lot. Well, it gets me thinking a lot when someone asks me questions and like working together. So I'm, I'm really excited to have that service and I'm really excited to start providing that service. And so the only thing I really needed for that is that Zoom call. There's nothing much else that I would need. I would obviously need services such as like HubSpot, Um, which is a CRM system, which basically helps me to manage the people that I'm talking to and where they are on my sales funnel. So I have that, but that's free. And I've already got that wrote down further along. And then I just need an email address. So there's not really much that I actually need for this physical service. So I just wrote down Zoom in my notes and that costs nothing. So next to it, I've wrote just zoom because it means it doesn't cost anything. Then I moved on to my next service, which is posting consistently. And this one, again, similar to the actual social media marketing, it has a lot of flexibility. How many times a week do you want me to post? Do I need to 
post on different channels for you. And this, by posting, I mean, this is posting their podcast. So posting their podcast, doing all of the writing for each of their podcasts. So like their descriptions, and that's the sort of thing that's included in that service. So again, I would need Zoom because I'd need to call people. We'll probably need Anchor to help communicate with those people. And these people would have already had a podcast, so I wouldn't really need to be paying for any services because they would be paying for SoundCloud if they use SoundCloud. And so if they hadn't already set up their RSS feed, for those of you that don't know, it's basically a link that you get and then you post out your podcast to one place and it automatically sends it to the other places. So if I posted it on SoundCloud, it would automatically send it to Apple iTunes and it would automatically send it to Spotify, for example. And so if they hadn't already got that, I would help them change that over because it just makes your life a whole lot easier. But mainly for this one, it was how many times a week do you want to post? And so for me to figure this out, it was quite a lengthy process and I'll tell you how I did it later on. So I factored in the cost of Zoom, which was nothing, the cost of Anchor for them, for the client, which was nothing. And also the Creative Cloud I thought I might need for the service because the Creative Cloud, it basically would help me design if I need to their thumbnails. And if they wanted thumbnails, I could help them design those. So I put the Creative Cloud down. It works out for me as £200 a year, which is about $240, I believe, they charge. I did the yearly cost just so it allows me to factor in how many clients in the future. And it's a lot easier to break down into a monthly cost too. So I factored all that in for that. And another thing that I factor in later on is um, softwares such as the... I can't remember the name, Microsoft Office, that was it, such as um, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft PowerPoint, all those sort of things, because I use them a lot. And especially for really all of these services, I would use them for sending out proposals, for writing down content um, and writing down ideas and that type of thing. And so that cost, I don't actually have on my notepad but I do have it on my I do have it on my Excel document. I can't remember the price off the top of my head, but that is on that document too. I also factored in um, for marketing now, moving on to marketing. I had to factor in Zoom again, but I also had to factor in this was the main cost for all of my services. I had to factor in things that would help me to schedule the marketing so schedule things on social media i looked at places like buffer which was offering 200 dollars, which is probably just short of 200 pounds it's probably about 180 pounds 170 pounds um and that's one of the cheaper options it's usually between 200 and 400 dollars depending on how many accounts and then I wrote down another software, which is a more expensive software. And this is thinking about the long term. So if I want a more up-to-date, a more 
advanced software. Then there is one called Falcon, which was about a thousand dollars. And all of these prices in so the two hundred, the four hundred, and the thousand, I believe, are monthly costs. And so I had to factor in all of these costs, including the Creative Cloud, Microsoft Office, and the social media management softwares. And I worked out how much that was altogether. I don't have the cost off the top of my head, the monthly cost, but I worked all that out. But then, as I've previously mentioned, I didn't just want to up the price straight away. So this is where it got a bit difficult. And I'm actually, while I'm talking to you guys, I'm going to get my document up so I can talk financial aspects with you because I believe that it will be really valuable for you guys. So I'm just going to get that up now on my laptop. It shouldn't take too long. I've got it right here. It's just loading up right now. So the way that I worked this out, my overall cost, I started to think about what sort of things will I need when I have one employee, I have two employees, um, and what sort of things will I need in the actual day-to-day of my business once I start to grow. So I thought maybe I would need maybe I would need a phone and that would be on a 24 month contract. So I picked one of the latest phones at the time, which was the Samsung S nine and it was a 24 month contract. I looked at it on the business side of things and it said that's going to be a yearly cost of 660 pounds, which works out over the two years. It will be, Oh, now you're testing my maths. 1,200 and 1,320 pounds, I think that is. Which works out to be a monthly cost of 55 pounds because I always try to back it down to monthly just to kind of give myself an idea of what I have to turn over month to month. So I also thought maybe I need a laptop. I picked a relatively expensive laptop, but not one that was too expensive. It was, uh, it's about 600 pounds which works out to be 200 no, it's not 200, 264 pounds and 86 pence per year, which is 200 and no, it's not 200. It's, it's 22 pounds and 32 pence a month. That's what I'm trying to say. And then I took into account if I'm hiring one person, what would their salary be? Well, the average salary in the UK is 25,000 pounds. So I worked that out on a month to month basis, which was 2,083 pounds and 33 pence. And I don't expect you to remember all of these costings, but it gives you an idea of how I got to my final cost. I also took into account office supplies. So I thought, well, how much office supplies am I going to need? Paper, pens, that sort of thing. So I put £10 down a month because I thought you don't use a tub of pens a month. So I just put £10 down. It's about £120 a year. It's quite a small cost. And I don't think I'll use 120 pounds a year straight away on paper and pens. Most people will already have a pen. And if not, I have plenty of pens to go around. So that's not something I'm too worried about, but I still factored it in. I factored in internet costs, which was about 30 pound a month, a landline phone, which is a phone that you have in your office, about four pound a month, rent for furnished um, office where my business is probably going to be located, which is about £333.33, £4,000 a year. And then Microsoft Office, which was per person per month, a 12-month contract, £7.90 a month. 
And then travel was quite difficult for me because I thought if I'm traveling to see clients, that's going to be needed. I just put 50 pound down. I doubt I'm going to use that initially. I will probably, if it costs any more than about 20 pounds, 30 pounds for me to get there, then I'm probably just going to call them on Zoom. It will probably be easier for all of us because it's just more effective. And then, so I now hire an accountant which is it's an accounting agency they told me their price um i put 400 down i don't know whether that's actually right though i need to double check that price but even if it is 400 they said that was going to be the maximum price but it's usually a lot less than that and that's 33 pound and 33 pence again and then insurance i looked at a few insurance prices it looks as if it's going to be um it looks as if it's going to be actually, so I wrote down 600 pounds on my document, but actually it looks like it's going to be a lot cheaper. I got a few quotes. Well, they're not official quotes, but they're unofficial quotes. They said I needed professional indemnity insurance. That one basically covers me for the advice I'm giving out and public liability insurance, which is basically if I go into someone's office and I spill my drink on someone's laptop or computer that covers that. And they said roughly a year for both of these, it will cost you between on average about a hundred to 200 pound a year on my document. I was way off saying 600 a year. So if I actually work out that cost, um, I'm not going to be able to work that out off the top of my head, 200 divided by 12. Um, but it's probably, I'd say about 20 pound give or take a few pounds. So I added all of the totals together and I gave myself a monthly and a yearly total. The, the monthly total altogether was 2,870 pounds and 68 pence. And then the yearly total was 34,000. And so then I, this was before I even added tax and before I added my markup of what I will tell you what I guessed earlier. Um, well, I'll tell you guys later on that one. So I worked out how many clients can I manage at one time? And I thought if I had six social media clients, then how much would I be able to do? And I was like, maybe one post on three platforms. sounds like what most people would want. And then I divided that cost by, so I got the, the monthly cost and I divided that by six. So that 2,800 divided by six, which um, gave me 400 pounds, 478 pounds to be precise. And then I calculated that as being for one post a month, no, one post a week on three platforms. So technically that's four posts a week. And then I divided that by four because it's one post and it's three platforms. And then that gave me a total of just over hundred pounds. And so the way I worked that out, um, I've just walked you guys through the way I worked out my pricing. It was, it took me a while and bearing in mind that prices without my markup, I add a markup on top of that. And then obviously I, I calculate it by however many posts I need to do. So I times that, that cost by however many, however many posts. And then I add profit, um, and I've just realized I haven't actually added tax on there, which is 20%. So I need to add that on too. 
Um, but then that's the way I worked it out. And then for the, for the posting, I do it pretty much the same thing. How many platforms, how many times per week? And I work that out. It's probably going to be one platform and it's going to be four times a week, for example. Um, but then in the longer term, the way I'm going to work it out is I'm going to actually minus um, a little bit if people are using more because if people are, are having six platforms and seven posts a week, then I want to charge them a little bit less because it's just a way it works. You want to have some knocked off so you're getting more for your money if you're going for more than if you're going for less. And so that's the way I came up with my pricing. For the actual ideas generation, it doesn't really it doesn't have any costs. It's quite a quick and easy thing to do and I quite really enjoy it. So it's pro I'm probably going to start at £50 and then see where it goes. If people don't take it, then I will value multiple people. If no one takes it, then I'll see what happens and I'll adjust it accordingly. But to start off, this is how, that's basically how I got through my pricing. It was very difficult. I had to contact quite a few people, um, but at least I have a ballpark figure to go by and then I can increase or decrease depending on how people react to that. So yeah, it was quite difficult, but that's how I got to that. I was stressing a lot about pricing because it's quite an important thing in business and you just don't want to get pricing wrong because you want to get the clients. And so yeah, that's how I got my prices. Another thing I was going to talk about is sales. So over the past few days, I've had to factor in sales. But just before I go on to that, I'm going to quickly tell you that on the Excel document, the way I worked it out, I coded all of the document. So I put equals sum and then a bracket and then highlighted all of them and then closed the bracket. So it automatically gives you the total. So when I change it, it will automatically update my totals. And I did that on two separate sheets. So one of the sheets is very neat. It's got barely anything on and it's the way I generate my prices. The other one has all of the things that I need on it. So the rent costs, the laptop costs, etc., And they all update accordingly, which is great because it saves me a lot of effort of having to go back and change everything and probably get maths wrong in the process. Okay, so going back to that sales point, Something that I realized over the past few days when I had officially launched my company and I'd officially launched a website, the social media is not fully done, but I got to the point where I was sitting at my laptop and I was like, I know I have work to do, but what do I do now? My business is launched. Do I just wait for people to come? I knew I had to market and I wondered, well, how am I going to market? What am I, what's my budget? What can I do? And so I've put some money aside that I'm going to put into the business. I'm going to look at doing social media ads. But at the moment, what can I do to organically grow my audience and start to brand and get myself out there before I am ready, before my social media is ready? Because I'm in the process of doing the backdrops to put out on social media because I'm going to offer things like podcasting advice and marketing advice on my business channel, the new Found media channel. So in the long term, I will start building a band on there, but I wanted to start posting before I officially do social media ads. And I have an idea what I'm doing on the ads, but 
what can I do to start building my brand was a question I was asking because I don't want to sit around and wait because I need the creative cloud, which isn't on my laptop, et cetera, et cetera. I have to go into university for that. So I didn't want to sit around and just let the world pass. So what I started to do yesterday was I started on my personal brand, my Gareth Rafferty channel. I started messaging people both on Twitter and on Instagram, messaging people that were using the hashtag podcast and podcasts, as plural with an S. So I started engaging. I started chatting to people, asking how they were and engaging in their posts, looking at their images on Instagram and leaving something valuable. A few people got back to me. I actually got invited to go on someone's podcast, which was really nice. Um, and it's quite nice because I'm building that brand. I'm communicating with people and it's nice. It's just a nice feeling to be communicating and providing that value. Something I realized yesterday as well is that it's a very, well, you need patience in order to do it because you can't expect, like you have to give that value without expectation. And that's, that originally became quite difficult because I really, really want to make a sale and I really want to work with people and offer that value and provide that support that I know I can help with. But I have to be patient because I'm not going to be that pushy salesman. That's not what my business is about. And I reached a point yesterday where I was like, I'm actually enjoying this engaging with people. And so that helped the process a lot. And I'm probably going to do that after this podcast. So that, that is where my business is at, at the moment. And that's where I basically got to last night. I still need to pay for insurance. I'm waiting for a few people to get back to me. I need to actually check something about the, about the UK law and the US law because I am keeping myself open as to whether I want to work with people in the US and the UK because most of my audience is actually in the USA, even though I'm from the UK. So that's something I've been thinking about a lot. And I was doing my normal routine this morning, my normal morning routine, doing a few stretches, doing a few press-ups and doing a few crunches and trying to work on my splits as well. Something I'm working on at the moment. And I listened to my morning motivation, a random video that I find on Google, not on YouTube, sorry. And I was sitting there listening. I was stretching at the time. And this woman said something and it just resonated with me. And I was like, I need to be doing that. And it was a bunch of motivational talks compressed together to make a 10 minute video. And when I heard this woman speak, I was like, that is what I am not doing and I need to do. And so when the video finished, I still had to stretch my splits, which is always the last thing I do in my morning routine or one of the last things I do. And so I, I put it back halfway and I listened to that woman say it again. And I was like, that, I just love that. So I wrote it down on a post-it note. It's not word for word, but basically I summarized what she said. She said, stop searching for affirmation and confirmation. Nelson Mandela didn't. She mentioned a few other people besides Nelson Mandela, but it really resonated with me. Along this process, I've been asking a lot of questions. How do I do sales? How do I do marketing? How do I, how do I, how do I? 
how do I set up a company? How do I, how do I, how do I? And I've just realized that sounded like I was almost singing a cowboy song. <laughs> so I've been searching for people to say, yes, Gareth, that's fine. With my website and with a lot of other things. And when she said that this morning, it really resonated. I was like, I need to stop asking and start doing. And that's why with the pricing, I just started doing. And with this, I just started doing. And I am going to fail without a doubt. I'm going to fail. Um, I'm going to fail and learn, which is the key point of this. I'm going to fail and learn. And yeah, it just really got to me. I don't really know much else to say. Just stop asking for people to say, yes, that's fine. You are the company owner. And for those of you that want to start a company, just remember that you are the one of this company. Whatever anyone tells you, if they say it's wrong or if they say it's right, it's completely up to you whether you take their advice or not. And it's something that I definitely got stuck on. And I was constantly checking every single process along the way with someone that gets my business a little bit, but nowhere near as much as what I get the business. So, yeah. You can always take advice. I'm not saying don't ask for advice if you get stuck, but for every little thing, you don't always need that advice. And yeah, it's the same thing kind of started to happen to me, but then didn't with the content I'm planning on involving in the social media ads I mentioned previous. So it's something I'm working on and I'm looking to work on more going forward. Going off the business topic a little bit, a few nights ago, I was making my dinner. I think I just finished making my dinner, just about to eat. And I was listening to some spoken word. And then I'd finished listening to the spoken word and I went to the bathroom and I thought of a quote. I because I remembered in the spoken word poetry that I was listening to on YouTube, they had mentioned that the bad thoughts always get them at night. And I thought that happens to a lot of people when they are alone at night. That's when they have those negative thoughts. That's when they have those internal speeches that will knock them down. And I thought that's so true. And so I wrote down a little quote and I wanted to share it with you guys because I was feeling a little bit down a few nights ago. Um, I think it was Friday night. It's now Sunday. And so I wrote this down. In the middle of the night, the true bird sings. And I'm going to repeat that because I probably spoke a little bit too fast. In the middle of the night, the true bird sings. And so... This was just what I was feeling because I felt like when, like, I felt like I was doing everything wrong. But you can't, I don't even know how to word this. I don't even know how to say this point. I, I put it down on the list of things to speak about today. And I don't even know what to say about it. Oh my God. I, I think what I meant by this was that at nighttime, when you're sitting alone by yourself, whether it's 10 p.m., whether it's 4 in the morning, that time that you are spending by yourself at night, when it's quiet around you, there's not much noise, 
that is the time where you need to sit down with yourself and have the conversations about what you actually believe in. Are you actually doing the right thing? And when I was sitting there listening to my thoughts, my thoughts were all negative. And whenever my thoughts are negative, the one thing I try and do is distract myself because I don't like negative thoughts up in my head. That's the one thing that I can't stand. And I know that it's bad for me. So I move my focus onto something else so that the negative thoughts can go away. These negative thoughts were talking about things such as, are you ever going to make it? Are you putting in enough hours? Are you really doing the hard work? And I don't work as hard as I would like, but I work a lot harder than the people around me. I put in a lot more hours. I work on weekends. I wake up earlier. I work during class. I work after class. I work on the evenings. Like most of my life is working, but I don't feel like I'm putting in enough time. And I have to say to myself sometimes that I do need to take a break. So on evenings, I tell myself, okay, Gareth, it's time to pack away. Um, so I don't know. It's like one side of my brain is having a battle with the other. And I just need to remember that I need to be patient in the long term because my goals aren't going to come overnight. I need to put in that work first and that I can make that office in New York. I can make that family group of people that work for me, but I don't see it as them working for me. I see it as a friendly and a family environment and we work really close with our clients and we see smiles as our clients are coming to meet us because they know that they are getting one, what they pay for, but they also know that we care about them as people. And that's all I want. I just like, it's not even about the money anymore. It's all about meeting new people and the relationships that we build with people from a child that hasn't really had much friendships when I was younger and always struggled with fully meeting and fully allowing people to come into my life, but also being extremely open, which I know is contradicting, but I was always on edge and I still am a little bit about people that come into my life because it's kind of like I'm waiting for them to leave. And it sounds a little bit silly, but that's how I feel. And I think it's because most of the people in my life have just left. And so I'm used to people leaving. And sometimes it's for good. Sometimes it's not simply because it's not. Um, but I try and make it really noticeable to my friends that if they have to leave, if they have to move country, if they have to um, just go, then I'm not going to hold them back. And I try and be completely open about that because I don't want to hold them back, but also I don't want them to feel like they have to stay for me. And so, yeah, I don't know. Just took a bit of a, a dark turn there. But yeah, I just want there to be a family environment. That's all. It's that simple. And the way I got to my business why about finding a voice, let's talk about that because it's something that I've been pushing a lot more this week than I did in the first week. So 
the why of my company came from me being in school. I done a lot of public speaking and I got to the point where I, I was really being an advocate for children in care. I was speaking about their voice and speaking about what they wanted. Well, basically speaking about some of the things that people wouldn't speak about or they were too nervous to. And this was live on stage. And I realized also last year, whilst I was at university, there was the main group of people, the main group of students. But I never really hung around with the main group of students. I was always that person that would sit by himself or sit with the people that maybe they are a bit bit nervous to hang around with the main group of people. Um, Just because, so for me, there was a bunch of people that all lived in the local area next to university. But then there was a few people that commuted and they would get the train to uni. They would um, not necessarily go to many things because of how far they lived. They had other priorities. But sometimes the main group of people didn't really didn't really try and get the other people involved. And sometimes bad things were said because it seemed as if they were lacking from from their perspective, the people that commuted in occasionally didn't turn up because we had a one hour lecture and it was pointless, for example, because the train took an hour, for example. And so it seemed like they were just being incompetent and they didn't care, et cetera, et cetera. And the truth is there's a lot more than what goes on behind the scenes. And so I have always tried to advocate that and speak to people that don't always fit in and don't always feel like they belong. I've always been the person that talks to those type of people as opposed to the people that are in that massive group because the people that are by themselves, you don't know what's going on in their life. And a lot of people try to stereotype these people. And I've, most of my life I've been that person, if not all of my life. I've been that person that's always on the sideline and never fully fits in. And so I want to advocate for these people and speak to these people and give those people a voice. And that is basically where the whole of my business comes from. I've done it without even realizing until a few weeks ago when I was on a call to a woman named Lucy Colangelo, where we were talking quite deep and it ended ended up coming out. And yeah, I just like speaking to people and meeting new people. And I've realized I've been talking for a while now. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been one of those weeks. The final thing before I go, I realized I missed. Another thing I've been doing to try and push myself out there a little bit, and it's something I'm quite happy that I've been doing a little bit. I've been looking on Twitter. I say I've been doing it like I've been doing it daily, but I did it for about an hour. I was looking for people that are looking for speakers. I searched, um, I can't remember exactly what I searched. I searched, I think it was looking for speakers, actually. I searched it on Twitter, and I found a few people. There was a TEDx in Doncaster in the UK, which is a few hours away from me. I thought about applying, but then I want your CV, which I didn't understand why. So I might still apply for TEDx. I've been wanting to do one, but never really got around to it. And then there was another event where they were looking for digital speakers, which I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. It's the second event they're running, I believe. So I contacted the company and I asked if I will be eligible. 
and what sort of things I wanted to include in that speech. Because if it resonates with me, then I'll go for it. If not, then I won't. But yeah, that's basically where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life. I'm going home in less than three weeks. I go on holiday in four weeks. Well, a month, a month, two days ago. I go on holiday on the 10th, which is pretty much four, month, four weeks away, which is pretty crazy. Off to Bulgaria. I'm actually, I said the previous thing was the final thing, but I want to talk about holidays for a second. So everyone loves holidays because you're getting out of the office space and you get to spend time with your family and you don't have to go to that nine to five job, etc. But I'm looking forward to this holiday for a different reason. Not for the sun, not for, well, kind of for the beach. I like beaches. Um, but the only reason I like beaches is because I don't see them that often. So it's nice to walk along the beach at night. That's literally the only reason. I, I, I couldn't really care for the sand. <laughs> I just like to walk along the beach at night. But I'm, I'm looking forward to spending time with my girlfriend. I'm looking forward to the all-inclusiveness of the hotel, the water slides, etc. But I'm also looking forward to not doing business. Business is my passion and I love every second of it. But sometimes I get too caught up. And spending those 10 days away, I will come back with triple the passion because I would have missed doing business. And I will come back... Sorry, there's a police car outside my house. Yeah, I will come back from that holiday with three times the passion, but I will also come back with a whole new perspective of ideas. And that's what I need right now. I feel like I need to take my headspace somewhere else, focus on something else, and then allow the ideas to flow back to me. Because I don't know, I feel like I'll come back and I'll be a lot more patient and I'll have my head more in the right place. Because at the moment, my head is bouncing around a little bit and sometimes it can be difficult to control, especially on those night times when the bird is singing. <laughs> but yeah, man, this has been a crazy episode. It's been me talking really deep about pricing and now quite really deep into my past. I didn't expect this episode to go this way. I never expect the episodes to go the way that they are. Something I wanted to speak to you guys about quickly, ever so quickly, I promise I won't take up too much more of your time. I have a list of four people that want to be podcast guests. I was supposed to be having someone on this week. Um, she hasn't replied to my message. I have another three people um, and I'm hoping to get them on real soon for you guys. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, if you have enjoyed this podcast, and feel free to leave a comment down below or message me on my social media, which will be down in the description. If you have any further questions or if you even, if you want to be on this podcast, feel free to drop me a message. If you think you'll be a right fit. Also, if you have any feedback for the podcast, you feel like it could get better and improve, then again, feel free to drop me a message. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you're new, then feel free to follow and you'll get updates every time I release. Every Sunday at the moment is when I am releasing, usually 6 p.m. GMT, so the UK time. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, feel free to leave a review on Apple, if you're listening on Apple. I don't know how many people listen on Apple. But yeah, I'm going to stop rambling now. This has been episode 18, chapter two, me being here in Madrid. And well, I'll see you all soon.